When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, it's Ben Davis. Thanks for catching up on Mornings here on SEN Cube. You know what? You can also catch up some great content with other SEN shows, such as Brecky with Patty and Heels, The Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp, all on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But until then, sit back and enjoy and make sure you tell your mates. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Thanks for jumping on the couch with me this morning. I reckon we all need some group therapy after the weekend's wicked games. Which hurt the most? The Broncos loss or the Lions? 13 13 55 0467 736 It was wicked games all around, wasn't it? We were dreaming, we were hoping, but we have lumps in our throats, the sick, twisting feeling in the guts. Which which game have you spoken about most in the last 48 hours? Was it the Lions from Saturday or the freshest one, the Broncos from Sunday night? Talking through things always helps, right? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Let's talk. And I'm going to be bringing some help to you this morning. Tuesday morning, work is back, school is back, the traffic's back as well after the long weekend. I have a sports psychologist coming on the show for us today. Not not only to help us, to give you and I the tools to help grapple with the, well, the grief, the loss, the wicked games that were played over the weekend. But also, what does it mean for the teams? How do they bounce back? How do they harness the hurt? Hope is what sporting teams give you and I. The fans, we we live on hope. In fact, life's based around hope, isn't it? We hope we find a great partner in life. We hope we have great kids. We hope we get a good job. It's what life is based on, hope, but sport more so. I heard Kevy Walters after the match saying hope is a horrible word. It is for a sporting team. They can't live on hope. They actually provide it, but they can't live on it. They need to get in and 
get the job done. Something that didn't happen for either the Lions or the Broncos or the Titans NRLW team or the Brisbane Tigers. So what hope do you have after the weekend? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Let's get everything on the table. Let, let's get it all out. Let's get our emotions. What has been the overriding feeling for you from either of the grand finals, Saturday or Sunday? For me, I was hoping Adam Reynolds would stand up in the last 20 minutes. He didn't. Maybe he wasn't able to because of injury, because of fatigue. But the Broncos captain was bought by that team for that last 20 minutes. Oh, it's difficult to say, believe you me, because without Adam Reynolds, Brisbane do not make a grand final. We, we know that. But in the time the team needed him to stand up the most, well, the person that stood up the most was Nathan Cleary. It was a tale of two halves, literally. The two number sevens, Adam Reynolds and Nathan Cleary. I went back and watched the last 20 minutes of the Broncos this morning just to, because we're all sitting there thinking, how good is this? We are done, feet up, heads, hands behind our heads, and let's just enjoy this ride. And yet it turned into a nightmare. So I went back and found out uh, to look at the game management to see what happened. Adam Reynolds put a dropout out in the full, or at least Nathan Cleary caught it, put his foot out on the full. Adam Reynolds gave it to Brendan Piakura on the fifth tackle and got caught on the fifth, all inside the last 20 minutes. Adam Reynolds also had a kick from inside his own 40, clearing kick, put it downfield. Yep, excellent. Field position, territory. But it went straight to the winger. Do you put it on the grass? Do you try and find touch just to stop the game, to slow it down? I don't like having a crack at Adam Reynolds. But at the moment... He needed to stand up, or someone needed to stand up. It was Nathan Cleary. It was his opposite number. And we saw the Nathan Cleary try went straight through Adam Reynolds. Yes, it's a team game, but there's always a leader and always someone who's orchestrating it. And I went through that last 20 minutes to find out game management because at 16 points up with 20 to go, the game gets put to sleep, right? It didn't happen. Why didn't it happen? How didn't it happen? Was it Penrith being too robotic and not allowing it to happen? Was it injury? Was it fatigue? Your thoughts, 13 13 55 0467 736 736. We're going to get some critical analysis today on the Lions and what happened to them. A lot of their players didn't have the games they should have. In fact, they probably had the worst games this year. Yet they still just missed out by a kick by four points. They were still in it, swinging at the end. That gives me hope. That gives me hope for next season. What about you? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. I want to take you straight to Sydney now where our Jillaroos and Kangaroos team are being announced. There are a few surprises here. We'll get your thoughts on this. Let's go straight to Rugby League HQ. Squad of 21, uh, starting with uh, Josh Adokar from the Bulldogs, Patrick Carrigan, Broncos, Daly Cherry Evans, Sea Eagles, Nathan Cleary, Panthers, Selwyn Cobbo from the Broncos, Lindsay Collins, Roosters, Reuben Cotter, Cowboys, Tino Fasutomali from the Titans, Thomas Flegler, Broncos, Harry Grant, Storm, Payne Hass, Broncos, Valentine Holmes, Cowboys, Ben Hunt, Dragons, Liam Martin, Panthers, Cameron Munster, Storm, Cameron Murray, Rabbitohs, 
Katoni Staggs, Broncos, Hamaso Tabiai Fado from the Dolphins, James Tedesco, Captain from the Roosters, Jake Tavoyevich, Sea Eagles, and Isaiah Yo from the Panthers. We'll just open up to questions. Yeah, so um, just with Josh, obviously that's uh, in the hands of the integrity unit, so uh, they're going through that independent process, so we we'll await that decision. And with Val, yeah, there's going to be a NRL announcement this afternoon. Pete, can you tell us the, the league's stance on those two guys? Look, we, we're not going to comment on the Abdo car situation because that, that's with the integrity unit and we'll let them do their investigation. Um, with uh, Valentine Holmes, I think it'll be announced this afternoon that he's got a one-game suspension. He has accepted the penalty, so that'll be announced. Um, so he won't be available for the first test. How long might that integrity unit um, investigation take care Look, I think, I think hopefully um, they will get statements from everyone today and be in a position possibly tomorrow at the commission meeting to, to advise. Sorry. 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 Um, well, obviously, as the chair has mentioned, he's got a one-match suspension, so um, he's part of the squad, which means he gets an opportunity, obviously, to train with the squad. Uh, I think it's important that he does that because he hasn't played for a while. He's been suspended for quite a long time, obviously, from um, his incident uh, through the year. So, yeah, just having part of the squad, training with the squad, um, you know, getting back to that rugby league environment again is going to be good for him. Sorry, can I just ask one more just so the microphone's again, just on the other car? Investigation. Gee, was this for us? Right. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't expect this. Um, Peter, the other car investigation, how long might that take? Look, hopefully they get all the statements today and be in a position to advise the Commission tomorrow uh, with a recommendation. Mal, could you clear up uh, Luttrell? Like, was he going to be in? Uh, right. He has this well, finger club, issue. Well, the club, um, South Sydney Rabbitohs, um, uh, said that he's he's out because of because of injury. So we've just gone with that. So were you surprised to see him play a knockout this weekend? Oh, I was a bit surprised, but again, the, I think the club gave him permission to do that. Knowing Luttrell, you know, he loves the the Curry knockout. He always gets involved. He always wants to be part of it all. He's very proud. Um, First Nations person, so you know he's we, obviously he's got through the, that tournament well, and um, yeah, I look forward to him getting obviously having a good off season and um, playing well next year. He was such a big player for you last year at the World Cup. Do you feel the last 12 months or so his career's kind of he's got to decide which way he wants to go? Where... Oh no, not really. I just think that he's had a I mean, off the back of World Cup. You know, it's it's pretty it's a pretty torrid year. Uh, from the NRL's perspective, obviously, you know, um, he got his first injury through State of Origin in the, in the training camp, so he didn't quite seem to get going after that. So, um, yeah, he's had a bit of bad luck this year, and I think the rest is going to do him the world of good, uh, get his body right and get his mind right and um, be a bit of a force for the Rabbitohs next year. Well, there's a lot of talk about fitting three into one for Teddy's jumper. What yeah. happened with Reese Walsh and KP? Well, How close that, were they? Yeah, I mean, that's... Well, they're in the conversation, but, you know... You know, Teddy's a, the incumbent, um, World well, well Cup you know, skipper, um, been a great 
ambassador for a Graham, a great player, you know. Um, so it's difficult. You know, I know that there's always going to be that debate and argument about you know, all those young kids, but um, their time will come. What about you, Peter? Let, let me say it was a unanimous decision yeah. of all selectors. So um, that James be the captain and the fullback. Peter, I was going to say, you, you must be disappointed. I think you called Reese Walsh the Justin Bieber of rugby league. Now Justin <laughs> Bieber's not going to be on tour. No, Justin's got a... Um, we'll get his chance very soon on. <laughs> now, you're supposed to name a 20-man squad. I think it's 21. Is that cover for Ado Car or in case there's possible sanctions? Um, no, it's been made a decision that the, that the teams uh, can be 20 and they can carry 21 if they want to. So I just feel, because we've got... Obviously, yeah, Josh, um, in um, going through the integrity um, unit at the moment. So, and then with obviously having um, Val you know, not, not available for game one, yeah, we, we decided to go with 21. And let me just say, the reason it went to 21, as you know, my role is to have a casting vote. And I had a casting vote on one, and I took the coward's way out and made it 21. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, serious. That's, that's what happened. No, no, I can't take the play. No, I don't want to embarrass anyone, but uh, that's what happened. We, we had to split two, and I thought both deserved to be in, so we made an executive decision to go to 21. And I, I, may, I may add that I was very, very happy. Now, oh. Um, yeah, it's, good. it's a good point, but you know, most, like you say, they do play uh, in the middle. But um, you know, people like Cameron Murray, Pat Carrigan, Ruben Cotter can play on edge, you know, and they've done that at Origin level as well. So um, I think we've got that position pretty well covered. Teddy, you head into this obviously always under a lot of pressure, but just the the Justin Bieber talk and the KP <laughs> talk. You're here. How do you feel? I'm just grateful for another opportunity to, um, you know, captain my country and, and wear the Australian jersey. You don't you don't ever take it for granted. I know. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of great fullbacks in the moment uh, in the game who have had great years. So just to get another opportunity to represent Australia, I'm just looking forward to it. The World Cup last year was, you know, a highlight of my career. Some of our great times. So um, can't wait to get in the camp again with the boys. Again. And what about your thoughts about the rest of the side? Pretty exciting names yeah, to yeah. play alongside. Yeah, a lot of similarities from last year's World Cup, um, which was successful. Then a lot of the new guys, new faces who have had awesome years. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to get in, get in the camp, uh, meet the new guys, and get the team going. Yeah, there we go. James Tedesco, Australian captain, alongside Mal Meninga, the coach, and Peter Valandi. So Mal has named 21 players for the Pacific Championship. Thoughts? 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Valentine Holmes in. Despite being sanctioned by the NRL, we are going to hear the full extent of that sanction later this afternoon. But Peter Valandi's gave us the tip-off, a one-match ban. Plus, well, that was what that was offered to him. Geez, that's nearly two weeks ago now. So they've decided to wait this long to say that Val has copped that uh, sanction and fine, suspended fine as well. I think it was fifty thousand dollars and fifty thousand suspended on top of that. Should Valentine Holmes be part of the Australian team despite the indiscretion? Josh Adokar, his place in the team is open for interpretation after the brawl at the uh, Curry Cup as well. And, and Latrell Mitchell can't play for Australia, told by his club to sit out, but was able to play on the weekend in the Knockout Cup. What do you reckon? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736. And no KP, no Dally M medalist, no mention of injury there. You, you'd have to think that shoulder 
would probably need some sort of treatment, maybe even some fix-up, some surgery in the off-season, but no mention of that. And no Reese Walsh, no Justin Bieber of the NRL. Are you okay with that? I am. How do you fit that? You know what? There could have been a case for Dylan Edwards as well. He was the Clive Churchill medalist last year and missed out on a World Cup spot. We are spoilt for choice, Mel Meninga, spoilt for choice, but you know what? He's rewarded loyalty. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Jeez, it, it does take our mind off some grand final losses, doesn't it? Oh, good on you, Ben. You've just mentioned it again. But at least now we can get stuck into some uh, test match uh, talk. I'm just having a list. Five, so five debutants. Squad of 21, eight of them grand finalists from Sunday night. And the debutants are... Selwyn Cobbo, Thomas Flegler, Payne Haas. Payne, Payne Haas hasn't played for Australia. I mean, I know he missed the World Cup last year because of injury. That surprised me. I thought he actually had worn the green and gold. So those debutants, Selwyn Cobbo, Thomas Flegler, Payne Haas, Katoni Staggs, four Broncos, and the Hammer from the Dolphins. He's got to be a start for the centre spot, doesn't he? That is up for grabs. 13 13 55 0467 736. The first game is in Townsville next Saturday, Saturday week, the 14th, and that is against Samoa, 7 o'clock our time. Speaking of time, 20 minutes past nine this Tuesday morning, knocking on the door of 25 degrees in the greatest city in the greatest states, the greatest country in the world. I'm going to hand it over to you, 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Bernard and the boys have got it right. These days did not turn out how it had planned. It should have been Town, right? We're all gearing up for the trophies coming back to Queensland and we've come away empty-handed. But this morning we are dealing with the breaking news. The Australian team, the Kangaroos, have been named for the Pacific Championship in the last 20 minutes. We've got eight players from Sunday's grand final, five debutants, but there's been some big omissions and also some big ins as well. If you're just joining us for the first time, Four Broncos to make their debut. Selwyn Cobbo, Payne Haas, Thomas Flegler and Katoni Staggs. The other debutant is the Hammer from the Dolphins. Um, I'm looking here at a notable absentee from that World Cup winning squad, Murray Tawalangi. Not in this 21-man squad. Look, I want to bring in Brent Tate right now to talk all things kangaroos and grand finals as well. A man who's experienced uh, both those jerseys, both those positions, and he's been so good with us uh, throughout the season. Tatey, uh, very good morning to you. I- I'm glad we are talking some kangaroos because it can kind of take our mind off the grand final, but here we are. W- what do you make of this kangaroos squad? Yeah, uh, well, look, Benny, I think it's, you know, it's a strong squad. Obviously, there are a couple of guys there, um, you know, you could probably argue about. Um, and that guy there, Murray Tulangi, I thought was probably uh, a little unlucky not to be in that side. But look, all in all, you know, I think there's a case for everyone in there that have, you know, had good seasons, played well. And, um, 
you know, that they're a good side, aren't they? So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, not too many complaints, really. Um, Valentine Holmes is contentious. Uh, there are many saying that what is he doing in an Australian team after his uh, misdemeanor, if you want to call it that, his brain explosion, his mistake? Yeah, I, I guess there's a couple in that boat, isn't he? And he's certainly one where you could probably argue. Um, yeah, d- had obviously done something really stupid. Um, you know, there's no other way of putting it. Um, but, he, you know, I'm, he's paid a bit of a heavy price. You know, I'm sure, uh, you know, I know the NRL come out and find him. And I'm sure, um, you know, the Cowboys will we'll have a look at that as well and probably further find him and put him on notice for sure. Because, um, you know, it's obviously not great, but he's in the team, mate. Um, yeah, as I said, there's a couple there you could probably have an argument about. Um, but look, all in all, it, you know, they all sort of pick themselves these days. Um, and Sadie, can I ask, as a, as a former kangaroo, and, and, and we know the jersey means so much, if someone, let, let's take Val out of it, but if someone brings the game into disrepute, does, does, that, does it tarnish the jersey again from someone who's worn it and been there? Does it is it something that should be sacrosanct and 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 not have this conversation around it? Yep, I actually think it should be, mate. To be honest, because it's the highest of highest honour, and when you pull on that jersey, you're the best of the best. And when you're the best of the best, it's not just what you do on the field, mate. It's what you bring off the field. Um, and I know, um, you know, previous years around our origin selections, when Mal was coach, he was very big on that. I, I, I'm sure he's got his reasons for picking him here. I'm, I have no doubt, but. I do think um, when you put on that jersey, um, it is, like you said, it, it is the highest of high honour and it's the whole package. So, um, you know, if they didn't pick Val Holmes, there's a lot of other guys that are sticking their hand up to play in that position that they could have picked. But, um, you know, they've gone that way. Um, as I said, he's paid a heavy price for it. So, um, you know, you could there is definitely an argument there that, um, you know, he probably should have missed out. Uh, but, you know, he's in there. So that's that's the way it is. Selectors, Cameron Smith, Boyd Cordner, Mal Meninga, and then Peter Volandis, the chairman, has a uh, a casting vote as well. They could not find room for the Dallium medalist in Kalen Ponga. They could not find room for the X Factor, the Justin Bieber, as Volandis likes to call him, uh, Reese Walsh, and no Dylan Edwards as well. I know they all play fullback, but, geez, KP can play a number of positions. Um, are you surprised we don't see the best player in the game in that squad? Yeah, I am surprised he's not there. But again, I guess it's about the balance of the squad and, you know, it's not a huge squad. So, um, you know, I guess they're trying to have a, have to weigh up, you know, obviously picking guys in positions that can play multiple multiple um, spots. So, um, look, he's definitely one that you sit there and you, you sort of scratch your head a little bit. But as I said, you know, they're, they're, they've got to pick a squad and balance it all out. Um, and it's not a big squad like they have in previous years. So, um you know, Dylan Edwards, obviously, is a wonderful player too, could play anywhere. Um, you know, look, there's an argument for all those guys, but unfortunately, you can't fit them all in. Um, but, you know, look, you know, looking through the squad, you know, Hammersay has been excellent. You know, he is excellent at origin level. Um, he's been great for the Dolphins all year and played yeah. played everywhere. So, um, you know, he gets a nod. So, yeah, as I said before, mate, you know, a lot of these guys pick themselves and unfortunately, this, you know, guys are going to miss out. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. It is breaking news. We're just digesting it. The Australian squad, you happy with it? Who's in? Who's out? Who should have made it? Who maybe had a question mark over them? Uh, welcome your calls. We've got, uh, we've 
Oh, double prizes today. How good is this? We've got the hundred dollar voucher thanks to Archie's. They are the best comfort for your feet. Australian made and Australian footwear, and we've also got a fifty dollar voucher to the Waterloo uh, Waterloo Bay Hotel out at uh, out at Wynnum as well. Tady, I'm just looking at the time. I'm going to get a quick news hit from Vanessa. Can we come back and talk some NRL Grand Final? Done. Perfect. All right, Vanessa, over to you. Uh, Pat, thank you for your text. Val Holmes, yes, he did something very stupid. Okay, but then Andrew Johns, we know what he did off the field, yet he was made an immortal. Rewarded with the most worthy honour of the game. Pat, thank you. Jared's chimed in with grand final. So, good morning. Not a fan of the Broncos or Panthers, but that grand final was one of the best I've seen since my Sharks were in the GF. I think huge credit has to go to Adam G on an excellent refereeing job. He let the game flow. 13-13-55-0467-736-736. We've got some clubhouse leaders for that $50 Waterloo Bay Hotel voucher. Um, Tady, your thoughts on the grand final? Adam, Adam G, he was he was good because we didn't really see him much. Yeah, mate, I thought he was brilliant. Um, you're right. No one's spoken about him. No one's talked about any contentious decisions. He just let the game flow. And, mate, it was one of the greatest grand finals I've seen in a long, long time. Um, you know, I thought it was going to be like that because of two really good sides, um, obviously one and two throughout the year. And, you know, I knew either one wouldn't give an inch. So, mate, it was one of the greatest grand finals I've seen for a long, long time. But I must admit, um, I'm still sitting here this morning scratching my head trying to piece together how Brisbane let that one slip, mate, because uh, they had it, you know, in the bag, I thought, once um, Ezra Mam scored that third try, they were yeah. running downhill, and I thought, uh, you know, they're just going to manage it from here. But, mate, I am. Uh, I must admit I'm, I'm still in a state of disbelief this morning. Tady, I had to go back and watch that last 20 minutes again this morning to, to do that, to, to figure out what happened because in that moment, up by 16, 23 minutes to go, that's where game management comes into it. And the bloke that needed to do that for Brisbane was Adam Reynolds. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Benny. Um, you know, probably not his happiest game. Um, certainly, you don't heap a loss like that on, on one person. But, you know, I, I think as a club, when you pay for someone like Adam Reynolds, you pay for him to ice those moments. And I, I think there's a couple of things in that last 20 minutes um, that he did. If he had those moments back, I'm, I'm sure he would do some things differently. Um, you know, again, that's why the club pays these guys that sort of money to, to come here and ice those moments. But, you know... When, I, when they brought those two big front rowers back on for the Penrith, the two starting front rowers, um, I thought um, they really turned the game. And, a lot, you know, a lot of stuff, or a lot of credit's gone to Nathan Cleary, but, mate, the, the two front rowers from Penrith, they are something else. And, um, you know, a couple of big moments from those guys really got them on the front foot and, you know, allowed Nathan to do what he does. Uh, Brisbane had to do a lot of tackling in that first half, uh, used a lot of gas. Do you think that may have come back and hurt them in the back end? Yeah, I, I think so. I think there's a few tired moments from individual players where they just clocked off or, you know, just, you know, didn't, weren't in the right position at the right time. And that just comes back to fatigue. Um, you know, I guess it's been a long year for a lot of those guys. And, you know, a lot of them had played rep footy this year for the first time. Guys like Reese Walsh and then having to go deep into a semi final series. But 
you know, it'll definitely be one where they'll look back, mate. Um, they, they certainly let that one go. Um, they, they had it with, you know, with 17 minutes to go and you that, that far ahead, you just got to, you got to keep playing footy, but you, you got to manage the game um, and you just got to make your tackles and, and they didn't do that. And um, they clocked off. For, it, it just takes a, a couple of moments in a game where you just clock off and, and the great players like Cleary, um, they make you pay and, and Brisbane have paid the ultimate price. Brent, in the next ten minutes, I've got a psychologist coming on the show to to help to help fans deal with what they're dealing with right now, uh, but also to get a sports point of view about how much losing a grand final, how you can harness that hurt, and and I think what we've seen with the Broncos and Lions, they both lost grand finals, but both but both very differently. The Lions were in it right up to their neck within ninety seconds to go. The Broncos let a big lead slip. Is that going to impact them more than, say, a close loss like the Lions had? Well, I don't know how you'd get over that as a Brisbane player, to be honest, Benny. Um, to know that you... Yeah, it, it would take a lot of getting over. There's going to be a lot of scars um, left over as a player. Um, you know, there's certainly some games in my career when you look back and you just bury them deep and don't bring them up and don't ever relive them because they're just they're too painful. And... You know, I think this grand final for a lot of those guys will take a long time to get over. They really will. I mean, everyone deals with it differently. Uh, and I do know a lot of those young guys are a lot different these days. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, they all care about the result. You all want to win a grand final. They're so hard to get to, mate. And th- and they did have it. Like, there's no two ways about it. And they let it slip. So I'm, I'm not sure how they process that and get over it. I think you just bury it deep, deep inside. We'll see if that's the healthy way to go about it in about uh, 10 minutes' time. <laughs> hey, Tati, one, one final one, which, again, it's always topic of discussion regardless of who's playing in grand finals. But the Clive Churchill medal and in AFL, the same thing can be said about the Norm Smith. Um, it's for the best player on ground or the bet player that had the most influence on the result because they can be two very different things, can't they? Yeah, they, they can be. Um, I think if you look at Nathan's first 60 minutes, um, you know, he was well below his best, I thought. Mm. Um, you know, he missed a couple of tackles that led to tries. Um, you know, a couple of... He, he just wasn't... He really just wasn't in the game, I thought. You know, he was, he was solid without being great. But um, it was very un-Nathan Cleary-like. But, I, I mean, that last 20 minutes when... When they needed to step up and get things delivered, I mean, some of the things that he did were were incredible. Um, so you, you're right, mate. It, I guess it depends how you look at it, but it, it is really hard to argue. I, I've never seen a 20 minutes like that from a player when in, in a clutch moment like that. Yeah. So whilst I don't think he was the best player on the ground, there's no one had a big influence on the game. If he doesn't play, they don't win Penrith. Correct. And if he doesn't play, it goes to Ezra Mam. He scores three tries in 11 minutes. So it's there's the impact on the game right there. Actually, it's a good discussion point, isn't it? 13-13-55, the, the Norm Smith medal or the Clive Churchill, should it go to the best on ground or the player that has the biggest bearing on the result? Let's go down that rabbit hole this morning. Tatey, thank you for going down rabbit holes with us. We've still got, you know what? We've still got footy at least to look forward to. We've got the Kangaroos <laughs> and Jillaroos in the Pacific Championship coming up too, mate. So plenty to talk about over the next couple of weeks as well. Thanks, Benny. I'm going to go and uh, try and still piece it all together, mate. I might have to keep listening to the sports psych. Yeah, exactly right. Stay tuned in for that. Uh, Brent Tate uh, from... Uh, 
Well, from Fox Sports, uh, from Broncos, from Cowboys, from Warriors, from Maroons, from Kangaroos. You know what? He's been there and done it all. That's why we always love talking to him, and he's got a great insight into the game. Giving us some insight into how we deal with this. We'll do that very shortly. Stick around how you can process it, but also how the stars will process it. We'll get to your calls as well. We've got calls standing by. Outstanding stuff. 19 minutes away from 10. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Don't look back in anger indeed. It's hard not to, isn't it, if you are a Broncos fan or a Lions fan over the weekend? How do we process this grief? Um, I've I've run into a cross-section of people from out at Springfield yesterday. Lions fans were upbeat and about, and they were feeling okay. Disappointed, but okay. Yet you walk into the office this morning, and people are in here, heads down, just going, I'm gutted. I still can't get over it. It's been 48 hours. It's been 36 hours. Uh, it's been 72 hours. H- how do we process this? Well, I have the perfect man to help step us through it. Uh, standing by before we do that, though, let's head out to Runcorn. Will, good morning to you. How are you processing grand final weekend? Yeah, good morning, mate. Um, absolutely gutted, broken, stripped down, and I'm sure all you New South Wales supporters are just chuckling and laughing and high-fiving. But... Um, <laughs> At the end of the day, both teams had their chance. Um, and I suppose the biggest call-out for the NRL is no-one's talking about the referee, except for he seemed to do a stellar job because no-one even knew he was there. He's a bit of a phantom. Um, there were some calls that probably should have been called, and you'd argue they could have gone to both teams. Yeah. Whereas you go to the, uh, the Lions losing and had every chance right at the end there where the advantage wasn't played, um, and it should have been given a, a penalty right in front, 50 out, whether they get it or not, it's another story. Correct. And there's a little bit there you can say, well, what if? But at the end of the day, you can talk about their referee in that game. You can't talk about the referee in the in the NRL. So kudos, because all season, they've copped the hiding. Yeah, well, well said, mate. Congratulations to Adam G too for keeping the whistle in the pocket. I think it was about five penalties in the entire match too. Both game spectacles, Will. Thank you. Clubhouse leader at this stage for the $50 Waterloo Bay voucher. All right, let's bring in Paul Price. He's from Inspired Peak Performance. He's a psychologist, a sports psychologist, but he can help us help you get through dealing with the last... Oh, 48, 72 hours. Um, Paul, very good morning to you. As Brisbane footy fans, how do we process this? Can you give us a toolkit to help us get through this week? Well, I, I definitely uh, definitely can appreciate the uh, challenges that uh, have come from the weekend. And look, there's no there's no easy way to, to, to slice this. Um, it's it's going to suck and it's going to hurt and it's going to be... Uh, a bit of a, a journey to get through, but I mean, I kind of come from it from the point of view that, you know, we love sport and we love what it brings to our lives and the energy and the vibe and the, the hope and um, the, the satisfaction that we get from being a part of um, supporting a club 
or a team that we, we are very passionate about and that passion in our lives is, is extremely important um, and important to all of us. But, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, when we strip it back, you know, it's really, it's that enjoyment that we get, that we thrive on, not necessarily in the moment, the grand final wins, which are obviously extremely important. And they would make the, uh, the preceding 48, 72 hours, or maybe three, four weeks, a bit more enjoyable. But, um, but yeah, I think it's accepting that, you know, with sport, there's a winner and a loser. And, uh, and quite often the, uh, the extreme points of view and the feelings that we get from it are going to be uh, hard to deal with. So we should be glad it happened, not sad about the result. Oh, Paul, you're there. Oh, hello, Paul. Have we got you? I don't like the sounds the internet was making just then. <laughs> we'll try and get Paul back on the line. <laughs> We're coming up to ten. Is does that help? Does that help? Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five. Oh four six seven seven three six seven three six. The optimist in me is saying I'm glad it happened, rather than being sad about the result. Can you wear that? I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to get technology, reboot it, hit Alt-Control-Delete so we can get a call back on because we need to find out how our stars are going to handle it as well, which is a very different kettle of fish. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Three and a half away from you. That's what we are trying to do today. We are trying to shake it off. And we do have Paul Price from Inspired Peak Performance, sports psychologist to help us do that as fans. But I'm sure Broncos and Lions players too are trying to shake it off as well. Paul, let's start there. Let's get into the players' psyche. And this is your speciality. Um, Broncos first. Is it harder to shake off a loss where you give up a lead like this? And how many... How will they be battling those demons, those scars? How deep will they run? Yeah, look, there's no question that when you're when you're in a in a, in a clutch position like the the Broncos were, and the way they came out in that second half, and the way they were performing was was just shows you what they're capable of. And then I think it was a bit of a switch in their uh, their thinking. They sort of went to almost like we may have got this. We we're kind of ahead. We've got this, and then you know, and as you know, against a team like Penrith, you know, who are on such a roll, like you can't really can't stop you've got to keep moving forward and focusing on what's in front of you and not get too far ahead in the future but it's going to take uh it's going to take some rewiring of the uh the mental images and the feelings that are attached to um a loss like that and having a and having a great opportunity in front of them but you know hopefully hopefully you know their 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 team of uh sports mental skills experts have laid the groundwork for them to be able to manage this I, i believe that coming back from adversity um, the groundwork needs to be laid before the adversity hits so that the transition through those tough periods are really um, a lot easier. So, it, yeah. yeah, it's going to hurt. It's going to sting. But, you know, with great coaches and, uh, and and the team that the Broncos are, they'll they'll use this as, um, as hope and momentum to show that what they're capable of and they should be pretty proud of where they've come from and, and the sort of the uh, trajectory that we're on right now. Uh, would the Lions be in the same boat with the same sort of skill set and be needed for the Lions, even though they were in it right up to their necks? Yeah, again, I think, you know, a great team would would have laid the tracks for to, to handle adversity, the, the club environment, um, the culture, 
Um, Fags is a great leader, and you know he's, a, he's such a uh, a mentor figure to a lot of the players, as as is Craig McRae. But uh, you know, and there's a reason why they're great coaches. But um, but yeah, that, that's going to hurt as well. But you know, they were they were right in it all the way till the end. It could have gone either way, and it was such an amazing contest um, right up until the last siren. And you know, they'll be they'll be looking to keep going. Like it's, they're going to be dangerous next year because they're going to be scorned again. And they're so close. They're just so close. And they're, you know, they're going to be a dangerous team to, to, to play next year. That's sure. Yeah, there's nothing like harnessing the hurt too. Hey, Paul, thank you for stepping us through it and giving us some tools to cope and battling a technology as well to get there. Paul Price, sports psychologist from Inspired Peak Performance. I, I hope that helps. Uh, we've got another two hours to talk through it. And talking does help, right? The best way to do it, 13 13 55 0467 736 News up next, I'll give you some answers to our quiz. 11 o'clock Mondays, make sure you're dialed, uh, Tuesday, make sure you're dialed in for that here on SENQ. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Oh, thanks for your company. Four minutes past ten. I'm laughing because I've just looked up at the TV screens here in the studio and they're replaying some of Collingwood's Mad Monday or, as they called it, Pleasant Monday dress-ups. And Mason Cox, Mason Coxzilla, he came as a dinosaur, Godzilla, and the big unit couldn't fit through the door of the hotel in that uh, suit that he was wearing. I often wonder how long they start planning for their Mad Mondays, because they know Mad Monday is going to come. Every sporting team does. It's just where and when it comes. That's that's the big thing. So when do they start planning for this? Uh, there were some elite ones from Collingwood yesterday. Lewis Hamilton turned up. Quano just looked exactly like Lewis in the suit. And Darcy Moore came as – actually, I don't even know the character's name out of Lord of the Rings, but the elf, right? Like, that was – was that, was that Orlando Bloom who played him? Is that? Yeah, anyway, perfect. And Jack Ginevan, though, he can turns up as a jockey because he was at Mooney Valley the night before the grand final. So obviously Jack hasn't put too much thought into it. If he has, he goes, right, I'm going to give you the big, you know, middle finger salute and say, well, this is what we're doing. Uh, anyway, 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736. It's the open line. Let's get straight into it. Dave's been patiently waiting. Dave, a very good morning to you. G'day, Ben. Ben, as much as it's disappointing to lose a grand final, I understand that. But yesterday when the Broncos were up on stage and their fans were cheering them on, not one of them was smiling. They, you could tell they didn't want to be there and they didn't even wave. Whereas the Lions, at least they were waving and they were smiling. Someone needs to sit down with the Bronco boys and say, hey, you did a fantastic job for this year. You know, you, you can't let this get to you like that. They, you could tell they didn't want to be there. And they, they really, it was disappointing to see. I, I was watching it on the news. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts would be on that. Um, it was the feeling I, I got from it as well, Dave. I, I was part of uh, Channel 7's coverage of, of the morning of both the Lions and Broncos' Welcome Home fan days. I, I was out at Springfield and I firsthand saw the Lions. Look, 
my, my weekend was inside the Lions dressing room after the grand final loss. And at six o'clock, so about 20 minutes after the siren, it, it was like a, it was like a funeral home. It, it was like a funeral. It was quiet. It was somber. There were tears. There were hugs. That was at five minutes past six. Half an hour later, there was a bit more of the, the chat, the conversation, the feeling. I mean, there was no laughter, but at least the, the mood had picked up. So I got from that that they know they were so close. And, yes, it was gut-wrenching. And, yes, it hurt, it hurt. But they knew they were still in it and they had done everything they could. Well, actually, you know what? They had some players who had been amazing throughout the year have very quiet games. But it's a grand final. The pressure's different. But they had members of their team that they didn't stand up when they had throughout the year. So I guess there is that disappointment to deal with. But they guess I guess they knew they didn't have their best game. But they were still so close. So they know their best is good enough. On the other hand, Dave, as you mentioned about the Broncos, I think they know – well, not that I think. They know they let it slip. That It may even be – is choke – too harsh a word. 20 minutes to go up by 16. The opposition needs to score three converted tries to win. You put the game to sleep, don't you? You, you ice it. They were gassed. They had a lot of tackling to do in the first half. Uh, there Maybe the injuries were, were kicking in. And then Nathan Gleary puts, he takes his New South Wales jersey off that he played in the first, 20, uh, first 60 minutes and then puts his Penrith one on and turns into Superman. Yeah, yeah, Dane, he did. I mean, you watched it as well. What is it with teams in black this weekend too, Dane? Coles, All Blacks, often your bike and then Penrith and Collingwood, all the bloody men in black. Jeez. Anyway, Dave, look, thank you for your call. 13, 13, 736. Was that your takeaway? Were you watching? Were you at any of the parades or the, the, the welcome home festivities yesterday? Was that your takeaway? Uh, there was even... The lines were even cracking jokes. Uh, once they said the laughter was back, they, they were processing it more. Yeah, they've got a day's head start. Um, but the boys were sort of slowly but surely throwing some of their teammates under the bus. So I, I spoke to Dane Zorko and Cam Rayner, who were sitting next to each other the, the, the signing session. And, and I said, look, Zach Bailey has produced one of the all-time grand final goals. Oh, yeah, you just ask him about it. He'll tell you. Don't worry. He's told us. He, he was talking up Norm Smith medal by quarter time. Yeah. So they're having a laugh. Now, maybe that's hard to deal with for Lions fans. They shouldn't be laughing, but you know what? They have processed, and it seems like they are handling it better than Brisbane, which is just rightly so, than the Broncos, because the Broncos let a big one slip. Uh, Let me have a look at some of these texts coming through. Morning, Ben. This one's from Michael. I think that Broncos loss will affect them big time. Remember, they're losing a couple of players who were integral to how they went. So who's that? Farnsworth and Flegler. Uh, and the impact on Reynolds will be huge. He was brought in to win a premiership and he let it slip. Michael, thank you. Do you agree with Michael? I, 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 I've been mentioning all morning. I went back and watched that last 20 minutes this morning just to try and figure out what happened. Not only was it Nathan Cleary and Stephen Crichton standing up, but the game manager for the Broncos, it wasn't managed as well as it should have been. I think that's putting it lightly and politely. Uh, Lee, thank you for your text. If you apply the NFL, oh, this is, hey, now this is good. This is about looking for the positives, the silver lining, the 
The Optimist is coming out. Lee said, if you apply the NFL scores yesterday to our grand finals on the weekend, then Brisbane would be celebrating. In the NFL, the Lions won, the Broncos won, and the Panthers lost. <laughs> Lee, there we go. The Optimist coming through. How good is that? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Look, outside the result, a few takeaways from grand final weekend from me. I mentioned it before with Brent Tate on the awarding of the Clive Churchill medal and the Norm Smith medal in the AFL. Should it go to the best player on the ground or should it go to the player who's had the most bearing on the result? Because both can be mutually exclusive. Sometimes it is the same player, but sometimes it's not. Nathan Cleary, in my mind, quite rightly, won the Clive Churchill medal because he had the most impact on the result. What he did in the last 20 minutes turned the game and it ensured Penrith won. But then you get the situations where in either Norm Smith or Clive Churchill history that a player from the losing team wins. Nathan Buckley in the early 2000s playing against the Lions won the Norm Smith best player on the ground. But his team didn't win. So did he have the most bearing on the result? No. Jack Whiten won one, didn't he, in 2019 for the Raiders. Clive Churchill medal. And we know that result. It didn't go the Raiders' way. So 13-13-55. Should those medals go to the best player on the ground or the player that had the most bearing on the result? What's your take? I'm very comfortable that Nathan Cleary won. I'm comfortable that Bobby Hill won it, although I'm not comfortable with the rest of the voting. On the, on the Norm Smith medal count, it was Bobby Hill first, second and third. 15 votes he got. Second place in Norm Smith voting, Kadeen Coleman with five. Nick Dacos, Tom Mitchell, Jack Crisp, Scott Pendlebury rounding out the top six in the voting. Where's Harris Andrews in all that? He took a game-high nine marks, and as a defender, you know they're intercept marks, right? So his spoils, his intercept marking, he was clearing them out of the back. He was one of Brisbane's best, if not our best. And yet, by the looks of this, didn't even poll a single vote in Norm Smith. But then I go back to... Is it the best player on the ground? I'm not saying he should have won it. Maybe if Brisbane win the game, he does win it. But should it go back to the best player on the ground or the player that had the most impact on the result? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. We are doing it this morning, all thanks to Maccas. They are proud to sponsor the Little Legends program supporting grassroots sport here in Queensland. The other big takeaway for me, grand final day, and it's been a debate for the last 22 years nighttime grand finals as opposed to a daytime grand final. Daytime grand finals, hands down are the best, aren't they? For the fans, and I'd say for the game. Because Sunday night, as much it was as a grand final and the Broncos were in it and it's the first time we've been in one since 2015 and really our biggest chance to win a grand final and break that drought of 17 years. 
to me, it just felt like another game of footy. Maybe I'm looking at it from the lenses of being in Melbourne the day before and having my concentration more on the lines because of the job that I do. But to me, it was just another night game of footy. And we've seen some absolute doozies here at night. We've had state of origin. We're sport for that always at night. And Friday night footy, Thursday night footy. And again, that's controlled wholly and solely by the TV. And that's all it is. The biggest revenue in the game for both sports is the broadcasting rights. And it is that that dictates when the grand final is on. I still remember when the NRL became a billion-dollar product. David Gingell was sitting next to David Gallup. And David Gingell was the boss of Channel Line at the time. And he was asked about daytime grand finals. And he said, I love them. I think they are spectacular. From a fan's point of view, nothing better. Let's have a daytime grand final, he said. But then I'm only paying half a billion dollars for the rights. It was pretty simple stuff. It all comes down to television revenue and what they can sell in prime time. That's why there is a night grand final in the NRL. So why isn't there one for the AFL? It's a good question. It's spread across so many different time zones. I know the NRL is national, but we can all agree that it is pretty much the east coast of Australia, and even then it's really only two states. Melbourne are interested, but you know what? Yeah, even when the Storm are playing it, not so much. So the AFL spread across different time zones. That's not the key factor. They know that AFL Grand Final Day is a day. It starts early in the morning, and it doesn't matter if you're going to the MCG or if you're doing it at home. And this can be applied with NRL as well. I remember as kids that we used to have a day around the grand final. There'd be a barbecue. You'd go to a friend's place, your, your auntie, your uncle's place, your cousins would come over. You'd make a day around it. You'd be playing touch footy outside. You may even play some cricket, and then you'd all come together and watch the game. And when the game was over, you were still able to then either – I was a kid. We never called it kick on, but you didn't want anyone to leave because it was such a good day. But when there's a nighttime grand final, you get around and do your business during the day. You, 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 you do odd jobs around the house. You might go out. and Because you know at 6.30 or 7.30 at night, you're going to be home to watch the grand final, just like it is with State of Origin. But then what happens after that? There is a time in your life when you hit those late teenage years and in your early 20s that you do kick on after a grand final because you're normally out watching it and you might get home at 3 a.m. But that's a small space of life and a small slice of the fan base. You want it to be tribal. You want it to be traditional. You want it to have a day built around it, don't you? Daytime grand finals is where it's at. 13-13-55-0467-736-736. The last daytime grand final in the NRL was 2000. Broncos, Roosters, Shane Webke, broken arm, the Olympic Stadium, 100-plus thousand just before. And it was in August. Remember, it was the year of the Olympics. Since then, nighttime grand finals. Do, do you have people over your place for nighttime grand finals? And again, it's a short space, isn't it? Oh, arrive by five, and then everyone's sort of out the door by ten. And it's very much condensed 
Yet on a daytime grand final, you can make a day of it. You can engage your fan base more. You have that ownership. I love daytime grand finals. And you know what? Grand final week. I think the AFL just does it better. I'm born in Brisbane. I grew up in rugby league. The Broncos on my team. I covered it as a job for the best part of two decades. Rugby league is born and bred inside me. I've embraced AFL. I love what they do better, though. Grand final week from the Brownlow as opposed to the Dally M. I'm still confused about what the hell the Dally M was and how those votes were counted and, and the whole coverage. I blinked and I missed it. I didn't understand why some players were getting votes, who didn't, why they were only reading out three around. Uh, uh, whoa. And then you come grand final day. Kiss. They're okay as a spectacle, as an entertainment. Sure. Would I cross the road to see them? No, probably not. But Kiss was all over the Tina Turner spectacle. I get the essence of Tina Turner and what she brings and what she has brought to the game, but it just just didn't have the punch, did it? Maybe I'm wrong. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Uh, let's head to the open line right now at 19 minutes past 10. Before we take a break, Murray, good morning. G'day, Ben. How are you? Very well. Your thoughts from the weekend? Hey, mate. Uh, thanks for your honesty in regard to the uh, Ren- the disappointing game uh, Adam Reynolds had there. Uh, he's a you know like he's a pretty he's a top dog in the Brisbane sporting landscape. Hundred percent, uh, he is. I admire you for, for and I admire you for for your honest opinion there. Without being critical, just you just you just call it out how it was on the day. Yeah. Well, you got to call it as you see it, I think, mate. And that's, you know, yeah. I am the first to say, without Adam Reynolds, I don't think Brisbane make the grand final. They, they yeah. don't have the season and, and they have. But at the, 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 the time that the game needed to be managed, the person that was that responsibility was laid upon, it was he was outplayed. The other bloke. Yeah, and, the, and there, was probably three, there was probably three or four bloopers there that he made, Dale. Wasn't that bad? It sort of wasn't just the one you can we all isolate and pick on. There was three or four there that probably accumulated. Yeah, exactly, and that's how you saw it too, Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As I said, and I, and I don't like criticising because you know I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, a quick one on the lines, if I may. Yeah, but go by all means. Uh, the one thing I probably can take out of it, uh, they've got to be a little bit of a scar there, mate. In regard to the, this is five years they've made the finals and they still haven't done. Um, converted yet so that's sort of a, a little bit of a, a worrying thing yeah no i i can get where that comes from as well it's been a slow burn for them hasn't it like they, they've made finals and each year they've well they made a prelim early in 2020 but that was a weird year wasn't it when everything was in queensland and uh the, the grand final look they, they probably should have made a grand final in 2020 all things being fair and equal but but also then maybe they weren't ready. They didn't have the ingredients like they did now, like a, a Joe Danaher and a – well, sorry, definitely a Josh Dunkley. Josh Dunkley has made a massive difference to the Brisbane Lions, and we see that. He's, they made a grand final the first year he's in, and also a kid named Will Ashcroft. So um, it's been a slow burn, uh, but you think that they could hold some scars from this, Murray, because they didn't get the job done this time. Well there's, been, well, there's been a fair few of them involved in the last five years, hasn't there? Yeah. So, you know, sort of it's, it's, it's in the back of your mind. It haunts you. Murray, thank you for your thoughts. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Could it be the scar that the Lions can't get over the line? I'd argue they were a kick away, a, refer- a referee, an umpire's call away from it. It was a hell of a game. Look, the, the beauty of the weekend 
we can all agree, can't we? The spectacle of both matches, two of the best grand finals we've seen in decades. Decades. The margin in the AFL grand final, never more than 13 points. And actually, that was Brisbane who were up by 13, a 23-point turnaround from the first quarter into the second. But it was just, it was like two heavyweights slugging it out. It was like, it was like Holyfield and Tyson. It was Fraser and Ali just going toe to toe, slugging it out for the full 12 rounds. And in the end, someone had to win. God, it was good. Except for that last 90 seconds. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. I did promise an answer for the quiz coming up at 11 o'clock today. And you know how it works by now. Last man standing, if you're one of the first five callers through, you do get a second chance because I know the strategy involved. You want to wait until the end and then swoop home. Maybe I'll put a kibosh on the word swoop because we know that has to do with magpies. All right. Um, It is a grand final quiz as well. So everything from the weekend, every answer from that has got to do with Lions and Broncos. So let me see. Let me see. Which answer can I give you? Um, Kadeen Coleman. Kadeen Coleman is one of the answers you need for the quiz. I'll keep littering uh, this out over the next... uh, uh, 35 minutes or so to give you answers for the quiz. I'm not going to give you the clues or the questions, but I'll give you the answers. Write them down if you're playing at home. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. 23 minutes past 10. Ben Davis with you until midday today on the new home of sport here in Queensland, SENQ. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. 15 minutes away from the quiz. It is all grand final related too, both at the MCG and in Sydney. 13, 13, 55 is the number you need for that. That's at 11 o'clock though. I'll give you the get in question and we'll be away from there. Text line on Ray has just said, Ben, people need to understand that the Collingwood Magpies were playing some of the greatest football ever until injury hit just before the finals. The fact that the Lions got so close should be a good sign that without injury, they could be a repeat of that grand final in 2024. I'm a crazy Lions supporter, but Collingwood deserved the flag in the long run. Let's see if that is the takeaway from Dean Solomon, who's all part of AFL Nation. We know his deeds in the game as a premiership winner and also part of coaching staff as well. Uh, Dean, very good morning to you. Um, as Brisbane Lions fans, we are still trying to process what happened. Let's step through it critically. But first of all, the fact that this was a grand final for the ages, Brisbane was in it right up to their next until the, the last minute. It just goes to show how good a team this is. Oh, absolutely, Ben. And thanks for having me on the show. Um, yeah, what a, what a great grand final, as you said. It sort of took me back to the St Kilda Collingwood draw and then the, the Sydney West Coast Leo Barry game. Um, yeah. Every moment was... Uh, you're on the edge of your seat. You couldn't predict what was going to happen. That was, that was what I loved about it. And, uh, yeah, to Brisbane's credit, they, they, they hung so tough for so long and uh, and just fell short in the end. Was it more of Collingwood being a, a better team on the day uh, or were there some elements of the Lions game that you just thought, wow, we, we needed so-and-so to stand up and, and they didn't? How, what was your read, your takeaway? Oh, I think Collingwood, I mean, you take away the scoreboard, but I think Collingwood played the better brand of footy. Um, they 
to, to Brisbane's credit, they controlled the inside. So the clearances they controlled. I think they ended up plus two in the end. Uh, they lost the hitouts. So they did a really good job on the inside. It was on the outside that Collingwood beat them. Uh, I think it was plus 40 in the end, uncontested possessions. And um, the Penelbury's, Dunkley's, uh, sorry, Penelbury, um, Dacos, Crisp, these guys got high 20 possessions. And I think um, like Neil and, and Dunkley and McCluggage and these guys are all low 20, 21. I think they had the three of them. Um, so I, I think the balance, the balance they lost um, in the sense of the inside, the focus would have been on the inside, not allow Collingwood to walk out of stoppages. But what they couldn't get done was the outside. And in particular, the wings. The wings really, I mean, side bottom and these guys on the outside, we know their running ability. Um, and they just hurt them. And in the end, I think it, it was the a momentum. It was the momentum um, that Brisbane couldn't hold. And, and I think it was, don't quote me here, but it was like 79 minutes to, to 30 three or something inside inside the, at the forward half of the Collingwood Football Club. So yeah. they spent all basically three quarters of the, of the day in their forward half and, and Brisbane's defenders stood up. Um, but then in the end, the damn ball broke and, and only ever so slightly. But um, it's a really interesting moment now in the in the, in the the Chris Fagan uh, journey with this with this group. Um, that, that's going to that's gonna sting and that's going to really hurt for a long period of time. But it's really in the coming days. How do they quickly turn themselves around, pick themselves up off the canvas, and and find out about themselves? And, and are they prepared to find another three to five percent from this point on every day? Um, because three to five percent, based off the weekend's game, will win next year's grand final. But that's that's going to take a lot of energy, a lot of focus, a lot of discipline, and a lot of resolve. Um, but that's the big question to that to Chris Fagan, his coaching group, and the players. Dean, do you buy into the argument that you've got to lose a grand final to win one? Not necessarily, but you're better for the run. There's no doubt about that. Um, it leaves a bit of bit of taste in your mouth and you, and you operate with a chip on your shoulder in everything you do. Um, I remember, I hate talking about myself, but we played in a prelim, uh, prelim in 1999 against Carlton and we lost by a point. And everyone had us over the line. We should never have lost that. And in hindsight, it was the best thing that ever happened to us because the year 2000, we went on to win the premiership and lost only lost one game for the whole year, so it can it can make the group. Um, there's no doubt about that. But I don't I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Um, if you're in a grand final, you're there to win it, and, and to get so close is, is quite heartbreaking. But um, I think Chris Fagan, I love analysing the way he coaches. He's a super positive coach. Uh, he'd be picking him off the canvas today, and he's getting him in, into a mindset, getting his players into that mindset now that. They're going to absolutely attack everything again. Um, they're in the window. Their opportunity is right there. Um, ultimately, the biggest competitor to Brisbane right now is, is Brisbane themselves. If they get caught up in their heads, get really negative, and, and really collapse in around the next two to three weeks of, of being really distraught with the result, that can hinder their progress, hinder their, their pre-season, hinder their off-season. Um, and everything counts from this moment on if they really want to attack it again. They're in the window. They've got the flame. They've got the list. They've got the coaching group. Um, but they've got to find the energy to go again. Yeah, you're listening to the in-deep analysis by Dean Solomon, a part of AFL Nation. Dean, the amount of defending that Brisbane had to do, could that have blunted their attack? Because we, we know these days, the, the modern game, it all starts from halfback, doesn't it? And getting it out, and that that's where it's almost like your offense starts from your defense. Well, absolutely. I think when you're under under siege for long periods of time, a lot of your energy is spent on defending. And, and then when you get the ball in hand, you know, and the coach 
quick and, and exit that part of the ground. Um, if, you, if your energy's not there, um, it's hard. It's really hard. You're only human. Um, and, and, and what was a warm day as well. So you'd like to balance that out a little bit more with, with um, attack and defend. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, you've you got to look at the positives and they stood up tall. Um, I mean, Kadeem Coleman, the way he attacked the game early was just great to see, wasn't it? He, he gave him that drive early. Um, there's obviously a few tactical moves from Collingwood to try and um, take that away in the second half. But, um, yeah, they, they definitely would have loved to play it a bit quicker out of their back half and, and, and played, in general, a bit quicker at times, Brisbane. But sometimes you just got to hold on for dear life and, and, and make sure the scoreboard isn't going against you. I thought Harris Andrews was enormous as well. Game high, nine marks. And if you're a defender like him, they're, they're intercept marks. Kadeen Coleman, yes, he, he polled second in the Norm Smith medal, although it was it was daylight second, really, to to, to Bobby Hill, 15 to, to five. But but outside of them, and, yeah. and maybe, I don't know, is was it the tactics that you saw of Collingwood to keep, uh, say, Connor McKenna, who's had a lot of drive out of the back line this year, a lot of run? He, he was he was quiet. Uh, Brandon Stasevich was well. He he was moved to Bobby Hill in the second half and kept Bobby uh, yeah, yeah. quieter. Um, was that a, a more tactics from Collingwood or was it Brisbane uh, n- not having a uh, the, the best day? I'd probably a balance of both. Um, when there's so much ball coming in, you you four fifty for Collingwood, D fifty for Brisbane. As we sort of said, you. You can, you can have a quiet day on the stat sheets, but you can have a, a huge uh, impact on the game through yeah. you know, body control and, and body spoiling and, and spoiling in, in themselves. And, and they had a handful. Let's be honest. They had an absolute handful, especially that first quarter and a bit. Um, I mean, second half of the first quarter, they, they got, got the, the game back on their terms. But there's a lot of energy spending doing that. So I, I think it's a balance of both. Tactically, I think Colin was pretty sharp. Um, but, uh, but I think Brisbane did defend quite well. But, um, yeah, look. I think all the stats show that um, the Collingwood were the better better side on the day. Yeah. The stats also the stats also show that Brisbane were bloody tough and really really tough in the in the way that they went about it. And they should be really proud, as hard as that is right now. But no, it's it's um, exactly it's exactly right, Dino. Proud indeed, mate. We appreciate your analysis and time throughout the season, Dean Solomon here on SENQ. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Four minutes past 11, we'll hear from Inside the Lions Den this hour. Take more of your calls, but first up, we're going to do this. Ten questions, one winner. Time for Morning's Quiz Whiz. And now here's our very cheap version of Tony Barber, Benny Davis. Ah, yes, thank you. Come on down. Oh, no, that's the price is right, isn't it? Come on down. <laughs> Oops, wrong game show. Anyway, uh, we have a $100 va- How good is this? Archie's footwear. If you haven't seen these, get around them. I know they're labelled as thongs, but they're much more than that. If you've got any foot problems or hip problems, these are the footwear or the thongs that you need. We've got a $100 voucher to them, uh, so you can get a couple of pairs. Uh, there's, there's no blowouts, so it's not like a double plugger. They're moulded but also have arch support. They are fantastic. You'll never want to take them off. And we're coming into summer as well, which is brilliant. 
Archie's footwear, thank you for being part of the show. Archie's songs, so comfy, you'll never want to take them off. Indeed. All right, we know how this works now. The first five callers through do get a second chance. Because it's a last man standing quiz, you have to be there at the end answering question number 10, and that Archie's footwear voucher is coming your way. Hot off the starting line was Colin, who's out at Carina. Cole, good morning to you. Hello, Ben. How are you? Uh, all the better for talking to you, mate. What are we now? 26 degrees coming up near lunchtime. We're in October. It's a great time to be in this state. Uh, how was your grand final weekend? Oh, it's pretty shattering because I'm a you know, Bronco supporter and I support the Queensland fans and they lost them all. So it was yeah, a bit disappointing, but uh, the game was great. But yeah. Yeah, exactly right. They were, they, were, they were both epic grand finals, and that's the theme of our quiz this after uh, this morning is uh, the afternoons and evenings uh, grand finals over the weekend. We're going to kick it off. This is the first question, the get-in question. Who kicked the first goal for the Lions in the grand final? Uh, Zach Bailey. Yes, it was. There we go. Off and running, Colin. We've only got nine to go. Now, I remember the last time I did this quiz, I'm sure we had ten straight. Was that was that John? Was that right? Yeah. Anyway, question number two. Broncos. Which Broncos player was a shoe-in for the Clive Churchill medal after leading 24-8 and scoring a hat-trick within 11 minutes? Oh, that would be Ezra Mam. Yes, it would be. And I reckon that could have been the easiest question we've ever had on this quiz. Question number three. Name the last NRL team who lost a grand final and bounced back to win it the next year. Oh, boy. Uh, um, we might have to get the clock going. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, no. Um, Take a Melbourne? No. no, it wasn't Melbourne. Wasn't no. Melbourne. No, but that's no. all right, Colin. Guess what? You get a chance now to ring back because you were one of the first five callers through. Uh, who was waiting s- patiently by there? Let's go to line number two. John's out at Chambers Flats. John, good to hear from you again. Hey, Ben. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm very well. Question number three. Who was the last NRL team to lose a grand final and then bounce back and win it the next year? That'd be Penrith. Yeah, it was indeed, exactly. Four straight grand finals, but they lost the first. They've now become the first in 40 years to win three in a row. Question number four. Who won the Norm Smith medal on Saturday for best on ground in the AFL grand final? Uh, Bobby. Oh, jeez. Oh, I've got a blank. <laughs> um, Bobby. Oh. He climbed a mountain. Bobby Hill. There we go. I, I, I never give. I, nev- I never <laughs> give clues, that. but I know you know who you were talking about. It would have been. It would <laughs> have been a mental a, blank. It would have been a travesty <laughs> not to give it to you. All right. Question number five: Which fullback ran for almost three hundred meters in the NRL Grand Final? Oh, I don't think. I don't think it was Reese. So it would have to be Edwards. Yeah, it was Edwards indeed. Now, he had a 50-50 chance for that one. All right. Uh, I've got to get two names off you here. Name the two Lions players who both kicked three goals in the decider. Charlie Cameron and Danaher. 
There we go. Indeed. Question number seven. John Fly raises death riding you here. He's standing by, and I'm sure Colin's going to phone back as well. Uh, what do we get up to? Question number seven. How many years has it been since the Broncos won a premiership? Well, the last one was 2006, so that's 17 years. Yeah, 17 years. 17 long years. Shane Webke has been reading the news at Channel 7 for longer than he was a player, and he was the last to win a grand final for Brisbane. So that puts it in some sort of perspective for you, doesn't it? Question number eight. It's all very sad. Yes, exactly. Bring back Webby. Um, the Lions. <laughs> who, who led the Lions' disposals in the grand final? Who had the most touches for Brisbane in the AFL grand final? Oh, It wasn't Dunkley. It wasn't Dunkley. Uh, John, thank you, but you also get a chance to phone back as well. Let's head towards the Gabba. Ray, uh, Razor, good morning to you. Morning, Ben. How are you? Very well. Now, I know, I reckon you'll have this answer because I know you're a Lions fan. Who, who had the most touches for the Brisbane in the grand final? Oh, he, he got 26, but it was Kitty Coleman. Yeah, he did get 26. He, he, he's an absolute ripper. Although... Kitty Coleman is the player that just gets it, puts it on his foot and just slingshots it and starts getting it going. He was in two minds, I thought, a couple of times on the on the weekend, but that was probably because of Collingwood's pressure as well. Question number nine, Razor, the penultimate question. And I have mentioned this earlier on the show. Which year was the last daytime NRL grand final? I might do a Broncos here and choke, I think. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to have to guess, Ben. I, I probably was crying when you mentioned it. Yeah. Um, oh, someone better ring up. <laughs> Go and uh, throw a year at me. Oh, I'd say uh, 2000. Oh, <laughs> Razor, yes. Got it. It was 2000. It was the year of the Olympics. The Olympics. It was the Broncos yeah. and Roosters, Webby with the broken arm. That one. What what a what a team that was. Kevy Walters, Brad Thorne, Shane Webke, bloke named Lockyer went all right as well. Geez, that was a team, wasn't it? Uh question number That was a guess, mate. No, that was a good guess. Since then, I think the NRL and the grand finals have gone downhill simply because it hasn't been a daytime grand final. And there may be others that argue that, 13, 13, 55. But let's get into question 10. Here we go. Raise it for the win. And the $100 Archie's footwear voucher. They're thongs, yet, but they're so comfy you'll never want to take them off. They're thongs like you've never experienced before. Name the Brisbane Lion who last won the Norm Smith medal when we beat Collingwood in 2003. Well, that would be the greatest Lions player of all time, Simon Black. Razor, congratulations. It is taking you all year. And after grand final week, you have, or weekend, you have delivered. So the cup is coming your way. But in this case, the cup is that $100. Archie's footwear voucher. You will never want to take these things off. They're so comfy. I've been hearing Campbell Brown talk about them. I've got a pair at home. Our young fella, Raf, he has no arches. He's got flat feet. 
But these things help him out no end. They are absolutely spectacular and they are just so comfortable. $100 a voucher to Archie's coming your way. Razor, thank you for playing. Uh, to Colin, to John and the others standing by as well. Thank you for uh, calling through 131355. We've reset it from a competition line now to the open line. Plenty to talk about. I'll step you through the Australian squad, the Kangaroo squad that Mal Meninga opened uh, the show with. At 9 o'clock this morning, he named a 21-man squad. There were five debutantes. There were five Broncos as well. Eight from the grand final in total, only three Panthers. Some notable admissions, some notable inclusions. We'll step you through that straight after the break. 13 minutes past 11 here on SENQ, your new home of sport in Queensland. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Change of pace. He goes down on one knee. Just given that's a... Oh, that is gone. What a way to bring up her second T20 International 100. And no surprises, it was with class as well. Hayley Matthews last night at North Sydney Oval, the West Indian captain against the best cricket team in the world, our women's cricket team. 132 runs off 64 balls. 24s, five sixes. Now, we know North Sydney Oval is a postage stamp of a ground. But it was remarkable. Australia had recovered. They were one for none off the first ball, losing Alyssa Healy. Then they lose Talia McGrath on the 12th ball of their innings, two for seven. So two of the best batters on the planet gone out of the Australian lineup. They still managed to recover and post 212. Phoebe Lickfield had, a, Lickfield had an amazing innings her half century the quick off 18 balls record breaking but then Haley Matthews comes to the crease and changes the game 132 of 64 it levels the series against Australia game three is Thursday here in Brisbane Allen Borderfield gets underway at seven o'clock if you're heading out there after work uh uh, or heading into the weekend. Uh, great to see cricket. That's right. We're into cricket season now, aren't we? Footy season has dipped off. We still have the Pacific Championship to cheer us on. But there's so much more sport now ripping in. Not only cricket, but of course on SE, oh, on SEN this weekend. Our Bathurst coverage starts. Oh, the Bathurst 1000. It starts Saturday uh, from 3 o'clock here on SENQ and the SEN app. Uh, you'll be able to hear the top 10 shootout and then, uh, of course, the great race on Sunday. And we know that the Brisbane Bullets are in action. The NBL season has kicked off. The Bullets had a fantastic win, a come-from-behind win as well. They were down from, what was it, 15 block to start with on Friday night. But they uh, kicked up a gear and uh, absolutely blew away Adelaide. You've got the Bullets games all this season live on SCNQ and the app. They are taking on local rivals. It's like the Sunshine Stoush, isn't it? Cairns, Taipans. Our coverage tips off at 6.30 this weekend. You'll be able to hear the Hoff in action calling it with uh, Drury Forbes as well. But in reaction to that Windy's loss, the Australian captain, uh, Alyssa Healy, well, she was asked if it was worrying signs heading into this summer. 
Um, I wouldn't say it's a concern. I think they're really good players, right? And I think, um, you know, we've just got to match it, basically. That's that's what we've got to do. We've got all the plans that um, we could possibly have in our heads and we've got the skills to be able to do it out there. It just comes down to execution. I mean, I think if you're... If you're only hitting the stumps at like 20% tonight, you're you're asking for trouble, um, knowing how small the ground is. So, um, well, I wouldn't say it's a, conf- a concern. Um, we said all along that um, there's going to be periods where we could potentially lose game games of cricket, and that's happening. And I think that it's a good opportunity for us to learn from from what is going wrong and and try and fix it for the next one. Yeah, there we go. Uh, West Indies uh, game three coming up at Allen Border Field on uh, Thursday night. Uh, we're going to see some cricket action back in play. We know the Shield season starts uh, today. Queensland are in action uh, over the uh, uh, tomorrow down in Sydney. We've already seen the Marsh Cup get underway. Queensland uh, beaten in the first game, washed out in the second as well. But geez, there's a, a great summer of cricket ahead. And of course, SEN is your home of cricket uh, in this state as well. 13 13 55 0467 736 736 to be part of the show. We are talking about our feelings today. It's almost like a couch session, a therapy session to get over the weekend's losses in grand finals, be it at the MCG or at the NRL grand final on Sunday night. Let's have a look here. A few texts coming through. Uh, ben, bear in mind the Broncos hit the front in 2015. They managed the game for 58 minutes and it cost them the glory. Reynolds had to be playing through injury after his leg split, but was there for his number one, six or nine. They hardly touched it after the three try effort. Was it a case of putting the cue in the rack? I, I don't know if it was, but Brent Tate did say on the show early, you've just got to keep playing that that's part of managing the game. And, and yet, Adam Reynolds was taken out in the first 25 minutes, wasn't he, where he had that leg split. And it was almost like his hip was injured. But he did play on. We were down 6-0 at that point and ended up being 24-6 in front. Um, Ezra Mann was scoring three tries. Adam Reynolds was still goal kicking. So, yeah, injury, fatigue, definitely coming into it. You've got to give a bit of allowance for that. But Cooper Cronk played an entire grand final with a broken shoulder. And was still able to manage his way through that. Uh, Callum has said the biggest tragedy of Adam Reynolds' last 20 minutes is that the toothless Souths fans can use it to justify letting him go. <laughs> Cal, having a dig. Uh, a mix-up at North Lakes. He said, Ivan Cleary said it best. You have to lose one to win one. The Panthers have been there for four years in a row, lost one, and then run the rest of them. Yeah, exactly. Is it a theory you subscribe to? It was one that Wayne Bennett never subscribed to. The Broncos had won every single grand final they were in until 2015. The Brisbane Lions in 2001, 2, and 3, they didn't lose a grand final to win them. So it's interesting to see what theory you subscribe to. It's a bit like stats, isn't it? You can kind of get stats to say anything. You can get them to describe in good or bad terms. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. I reckon Will so far is our clubhouse leader for the $50 Waterloo Bay Hotel voucher. It's your ultimate venue for celebrations, corporate events, and unforgettable memories. You can check them out online, waterloobayhotel.com.au. I know they've got a Melbourne Cup function coming up. Wow, the Melbourne Cup. What's that? That's going to be in a month's time, the first Tuesday of November. Yeah, first Tuesday 
in October right now um, at 11.46, 23 degrees. A few showers possibly on the way today. I'll have to have a look out the window, see how it's travelling. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. We'll take a quick break and then we'll be back to hear from Mel Manning. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. This is Mornings with Ben Davis on SENQ. Slam and Sam with the song choice second. Just step me through that one. Lenny Kravitz, it ain't over till it's over. Well, right. it is over, unfortunately, for you Brisbane fans. Till oh, next year. What about you? Hang on, Roosters boy. How's your season? Wake me up when September's done. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, 13, 13, 55, 0, 4, 6, 7, 736. Uh, Mal Meninga standing by after his announcement of the Kangaroos squad to play in the Pacific Championship, but also. The Jillaroos test squad has been named. 21 players, including three newcomers, three new faces. Tamika Upton. Has there been a better season? She's a Dalian medalist. She single-handedly won Newcastle the grand final over the Titans. That was amazing, her effort there, winning the Karen Murphy medal. And now she gets to be a Jillaroo. The girl from Rocky... Uh, started her footballing journey with the Broncos in the NRLW. I'm sure she was part of the Cowboys development squad, but she's now finding her way in Newcastle. She'll be lining up alongside Emma Menzelman and Jess Elliston, friend of the show from the Titans as well. So they're the three newcomers uh, into the Jillaroos squad. Um, the notable absentee there is Millie Boyle. Now, I'm trying to find out whether that's injury-related or whether um, she, surely she couldn't have been overlooked for selection. I would have thought when the Premier front rowers of the game, but in alphabetical order, the Jillaroo squad, squad, Taryn Aitken, Kezi Apps, Shaley Bent, Ali Brigginshaw, Lauren Brown, Jamie Chapman, what a game she had in the grand final for the Titans scoring a hat-trick, Kennedy Sherrington, uh, Yasmin Clydesdale, Keely Davis, Jess Elliston, Caitlin Johnston, Isabel Kelly, Olivia Koenig, Emma Meselman from the Cowboys on debut, Shannon Marto, um, Ivana Politi from the Titans, Julia Robinson from the Broncos, Jessica Sergis from the Roosters, uh, Emma Tomagato and Tamika Upton at the Knights as well. So that rounds out the Jillaroo squad. Now, Mal Meninga did address the media when naming his kangaroo squad it was alongside peter volandis and james tedesco the australian captain but the first question came around valentine holmes and whether uh what decision was made or thought behind picking him considering he will be suspended for the first match as the chair has mentioned he's got a one match suspension so um he's part of the squad which means he gets an opportunity obviously to train with the squad uh, i think it's important that he does that because he hasn't played for a while. He's been suspended for quite a long time, obviously, from um, his incident uh, through the year. So, yeah, just having part of the squad, training with the squad, um, you know, getting back to that rugby league environment again is going to be good for him. Sorry, can I just ask one more question? Like, down to Peter just on the other car. Investigation. Uh, John, not... Gee, was this for us? Right. Sorry. <laughs> <It's all> right. <laughs> 
didn't expect this. Um, Peter, the auto car investigation, how long might that take? Look, hopefully they'll get all the statements today and be in a position to advise the Commission tomorrow uh, with a recommendation. Mal, could you clear up uh, Luttrell? Like, was he going to be in? Uh, right. He has this well, finger club, issue. Well, the club, um, South Sydney Rabbitohs, um, uh, said that he's he's out because of because of injury. So we've just gone with that. So were you surprised to see him play a knockout this weekend? Oh, I was a bit surprised, but again, the, I think the club gave him permission to do that. Knowing Luttrell, you know, he loves the the Curry knockout. He always gets involved. He always wants to be part of it all. He's very proud. Um, First Nations person, so you know he's he, obviously he's got through the, that tournament well, and um, now look forward to him getting obviously having a good off season and um, playing well next year. He was such a big player for you last year at the World Cup. Do you feel the last 12 months or so his career's kind of he's got to decide which way he wants to go? Where... Oh no, not really. I just think that he's had a I mean, off the back of World Cup. You know, it's it's pretty it's a pretty torrid year. Uh, from the NRL's perspective, obviously, you know, um, he got his first injury through State of Origin in the, in the training camp, so didn't quite seem to get going after that. So, um, yeah, he's had a bit of bad luck this year, and I think the rest is going to do him the world of good, uh, get his body right and get his mind right and um, be a bit of a force for the Rabbitohs next year. Well, there's a lot of talk about fitting three into one for Teddy's jumper. What yeah. happened with Reese Walsh and KP? Well, How close that, were they? Yeah, I mean, that's... Well, they're in the conversation, but, you know... You know, Teddy's the, the incumbent, um, World, World, World Cup you know, skipper, um, been a great ambassador for a great, a great player, you know, um, so it's difficult. You know, I know that there's always going to be that debate and argument about you know, all those young kids, but um, their time will come. What about you, Peter? Let, let me say it was a unanimous decision yeah. of all selectors, so um, that James be the captain and the fullback. Peter, I was going to say, you, you must be disappointed. I think you called Reese Walsh the Justin Bieber of Rugby League. Now Justin Bieber's <laughs> not going to be on tour. No, Justin's got to... Um, we'll get his chance very soon on. <laughs> uh, we'll get his chance very soon. Mal Meninga said, yeah, they are young and they will be getting their chance at some stage. James Tedesco, though, is the number one fullback for Australia in Mal Meninga's eyes. He is the captain of the team and he is rewarding loyalty going forward. Hey, Pat, thank you for your text saying Millie Boyle is getting married. Yeah, but she's also got a shoulder complaint as well too, which um, uh, may have been one of the reasons why not part of the Gillaroo squad. 13-13, oh, we've only got two minutes left. I do want to I do want to play you some of Chris Fagan yesterday. I spoke to him on our special coverage, 7 News, of the uh, Lions and Broncos Welcome Home Fan Day. Uh, and the big thing is, how is he going to react now with his team? How does he pick them up off the canvas and say, right, you were so close. What do we do for next year? Well, this was Chris Fagan's response. You've been in this position before with, with Hawthorne, and, and we know what happened after that. Um, do you feel confident that you can harness that hurt you can do it again with this group I thought I think the important part is if you're going to lose you don't lose by too much I think if you're playing grand finals and you get belted sometimes there's a little there's a fair bit of coming back from that but you know we feel like we're so close and I think that'll be inspirational and motivational for our players there we go so close they know it they could touch it they could feel it and that will be burning especially when they get back into pre-season training Oscar McInerney told me yesterday he just wants to get in to start running now and put in all that hard work. Uh, speaking of hard work, I'm going to handball it over to Jimmy Smith now. He's got the hard work of picking up and lifting and flying. We will do it again tomorrow from nine. Oh, Will from Runcorn. He has got the 
uh, $50 Waterloo Bay voucher, your ultimate venue for celebrations, corporate events and unforgettable memories. Visit them online, Waterloo, waterloobayhotel.com.au. Another one of those to give away tomorrow. I'll catch you then from 9.